This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online and woohoo, I'm above average. That's right. I'm above average intelligence, if I can say so myself. I'm above average in height. You know, I'm six foot and a quarter inches. That's in my, my socks, you know, or barefoot, but I'm rarely barefoot. And, and, and I have above average function in my heart and all that. Because remember back in January, back in January, uh, uh, I um, was shoveling. Oh, this winter, let me tell you. Pretty much all the snow's gone now. It's uh, it's going to be raining this week. And we had temperatures over this past week that came very close to 90 degrees. Like 88 was the high one of those days. And then 84 degrees or 85 degrees or something. It was, it, 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 it's like, boom, hey, it's summer. It's like, what happened to spring? Well, we're back toward more spring weather now. This this today, the temperature is going to be like, high temperature is going to be like 40, maybe 50, maybe. It's rainy. Uh, it's going to be like that for the week. It'll get up into the 60s for the highs as it goes on. But it's, it's you know, it's, it's more seasonable, if you will, for this area. So, but at, back in January, though, uh, we got a ton of snow. Right, and I did a, like two and a half hours shoveling and snow blowing and 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 taking care of the walkways and all the stuff that I do. Uh, Amy did come out and help for about an hour, but then uh, when I got everything done, and I just go through until I'm done. I don't take breaks, and it's just just get it done. Um, I I you know, was going to the bathroom after getting in from doing all that work. Felt lightheaded, sat down, felt like I had like I don't know, indigestion. Not terrible indigestion, but bad enough. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And I was like, hmm, let's see. I've just been shoveling for two and a half hours. I'm 58 years old. I'm lightheaded. And I'm having indigestion. Ah, hmm. So I ended up calling 911. Paramedics came out. They tested me. And they said, well, you're fine. Your vitals are good. You probably just overexerted yourself. Uh, a friend of mine uh, is a physician's assistant. And she saw that I I'd posted about it on Facebook. And she sent me a private message saying, hey, uh, I'm glad you took this seriously, and she says, now, it's no big hurry for this, no rush, but uh, you should probably talk to your doctor about getting a stress test, you know, one of those cardiac stress test things they do, and I thought, okay, I'll do that, so I had my physical a couple of weeks ago, and I asked about it at the time, told him what had happened and all that, uh, and he said, well, we can set you up for a, a treadmill test, we can do that, and I said, that sounds great, so this past Wednesday... I did the treadmill test, uh, and I, you know, it's what they do is they, you know, they get you hooked up to, you know, a little 
stickies on your chest and on your side and then uh, uh, they get you on a treadmill which they start they started a, a slight incline at about 1.7 miles an hour so you can just walk fairly easily and then they do that for three minutes and then they lift it up a little a few more degrees they do that for another three minutes speeding things up a little bit and then they bring it up again a little higher again for three minutes and you know and uh uh, speed it up a little bit more and so you're just uh, the idea is just to keep going until you can't you know it, not until you drop but until you start feeling like okay I can't do this for much longer either because your muscles are being fatigued or your breathing is just too um, um, you know uh, heavy <coughs> excuse me sorry about that so anyway I I went 10 minutes 10 seconds uh the target for my heart rate uh, uh was the 137 beats per minute i got it up to 155 beats per minute my blood pressure got up to 202 over 92 which normally if you're just resting that's not good but if you're exercising that's not bad so that's that's what the technician that was working with me uh was telling me or the therapist or i'm not sure the title but the person that's working with me through this i did pretty well uh you know when up at that higher incline at the you know the last those last three minutes part of it uh he just you know at some point he says well are you feeling this i said well yeah it's starting to started to get there he said okay can you do 15 more seconds and i said okay i can i probably could have gone for another minute or so but i don't know but uh uh, so yeah, you got, got me, you know, cool down things, sit down, and I recovered fairly quickly, and uh, you know, I got the results later. He he said he didn't see anything that looked as though there was some kind of problem, um, uh, but he said uh, a cardiologist would take a look at this, and you'll get you know the information later. And so I did get the information later, and one of the things that it said about it was I had above average function. And so that's awesome, except it did have the qualifier for my age. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, fine. But I'm above average. Like I said, I think I'm above average intelligence, I think. And uh, I'm above average height and, and above average in my heart function for my age. It all makes up for being below average in penis size. But, hey, you know, what can you do? You can't have everything. I'm just joking, am I? Maybe? Okay, um, the more serious stuff. Uh, update on my dad. Uh, he, as you recall, uh, I mean, you know, long-time listeners to the show will know that I t tend to review, so to catch everybody up who might not have heard last week's show or something. So, brief catch-up on what's going on with my dad. Um, he had a, a couple of Tuesdays ago... He had a root canal in the morning, which he drove himself to. He drove himself home, or actually stopped at the pharmacy to pick up his prescriptions. He got home, and then my older brother and my dad went to a couple of banks to do some banking later that day. And then by midnight that night, I got a call that dad had gotten up to go to the bathroom, and he fell out of his bed and had to crawl to the kitchen to get to the phone to call me. And then he explained that he had to go to the kitchen. because He's got a phone in his bedroom, but he doesn't have the address book with my phone number in his bedroom so he had to crawl to the kitchen you know I, I dealt with him that night uh my older brother came by the next the uh in the morning 
two of us worked with him a little bit, and then I went home to get some sleep, and my older brother realized that Dad's not getting any better. In fact, it seems like he's getting worse. And so into the hospital he went. And he'd been in the hospital with some sort of infection. They don't know exactly what the infection source was, but they were giving him antibiotics and all this kind of stuff. And they're trying to get him to a stable uh, 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 rate, a physical state, you know, just to be stable so that they could send him to a transition care facility so they could start working on strengthening him and, and seeing, you know, assessing him on whether or not he could go back and live in his, his house again, which I don't know if I mentioned it last week. I just, at this point, and even still right now, as I'm doing this recording, I'm still not convinced that that's ever going to be a possibility. Maybe an outside chance. Who knows what the transition care will be able to achieve. But, you know, he's 87 years old. He's damn near 88. He's going to turn 88 at the end of this month or close to the end of this month. Astrologers, put your charts away. The idea that he's going to make it back to where he was, I don't know. Because it's just, you know... So, this past Monday, he went into the transition care facility. And Monday night, my uh, my wife Amy and I, we went over to be with Dad for a while. And uh, we were masked up. Uh, my older brother was there, not properly masked up, because I guess he doesn't believe in the efficacy of, of masks, I guess. Or at least he has some doubts about them. Look, they work. This, this physician's assistant friend of mine, who we talked about this at the last Skeptics Meetup, you know, she went through the whole line of it. It's how it works, why it works. It's not perfect. It's not you know. It's not going to protect you 100%. But it uh, protects the people around you from your junk. It protects you from other people's junk. Uh, you know, it's just it it does work. It helps to cut down the rates of infection. So you know, it protects the wearer, but it protects other people as well. Surgeons don't wear masks to protect themselves. They wear them to protect the patient because they don't want, you know, they got the patient opened up. They don't want germs getting in, into them. So they wear the masks. And she was even telling us about the kind of masks that are best and, and how to wear them and what, you know, what surgeons are trained to do. This is, you know, when they're working and if they have to sneeze and they can't, you know, get away from the patient, they're 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 trained to sneeze just directly at the patient and that no she says that sounds crazy but if they turn their head to turn away to sneeze it it changes the 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 positioning of the mask so and it kind of exposes to the sides of the mask where some stuff will come out and it's sort of aiming that stuff toward the the patient rather than then you know off to the side so they they're they're trained to sneeze straight forward just push you know just into the mask and that'll protect the patient more than if you turned your head to sneeze so it's something i didn't know um and then she's you know, well so then she, she she just really just lined it up to say, you know your brother's wrong <laughs> and then we talked about this this cochrane report or cochrane review it's something that came out and i think this is the thing that uh, a few weeks ago when i was talking about the belligerent pay, uh, uh, customer that came down here to nostalgia zone which is where i'm recording this show and by the way if you collect comic books and you're interested in back issues of stuff that goes back to even back to golden age but we we have a lot of silver age bronze age and modern age books we just deal in back issues we don't get the new books each month but if you're into comic books, the superhero stuff, the detective stuff, or the crime stuff, or the or the you know classics illustrated or Archies or any of that kind of stuff, just check on our website, nostalgiazone.com. 
You'll find all kinds of stuff. You can sign up for a membership. It's free. You'll save 10% on your purchases. You'll earn points to save even more money on future purchases. It's a pretty good deal. And, and it opens you up to um, uh, other uh, percentage um, discounts on comic books. Because if we have comic books that sit on the shelves for long enough, they'll go to 20% off. And some of them, if they sit there longer enough, they'll go to 30% off. And some, if they sit there longest enough, they'll go to 40% off. So that's a benefit to our members. So go to NostalgiaZone.com, become a member of the store, uh, or of our membership, we don't know what to call it, and um, save money and stuff. We'll ship anywhere, so you know, and orders over fifty bucks gets free shipping. So check out our website if you're a comic book collector and you're interested in getting back issues. We got tons of stuff, so check us out. Anyway, so <clears throat> uh, anyway, what was I talking about? I was talking about <laughs> about my dad. Uh, he, he anyway he's he's he went into transition care and um, my wife and I are visiting him and we're masked up and he's uh, uh, he's kind he's well I'll put it this way I've not been with my dad my full on dad completely there sure he's there and he's in there somewhere in that brain but he's just not cognitively where he was even when I went over that night to get him up off the floor that was the most lucid he's been since this whole thing began and I've not seen him any better than what he was that night and it's not you know it's hard uh, so he's He's not very communicative. He'll answer. He'll respond if you ask him something. He may respond. He may respond. You know, it, it just depends. But he started getting a little feverish while we were there, Amy and I. And so they gave him some Tylenol. And then uh, uh, the nurse came in uh, just before 8 o'clock. And I was thinking we'd stay till 8 o'clock and take off. She comes in and she does a Manitou test with him. Which, do you know what a Manitou test is? I should look it up for sure what a Manitou test is. But... Uh, it's something that I hadn't heard of for like decades. I mean, I was a kid when I got one. It's a little, they put a little something in your skin, on your arm. They give you a little prick of something that puts it on your skin. Then they wait a few minutes and if they see a reaction, then I think it in, it's an indicator of uh, tuberculosis in some way. I'm not sure how. I'm, I think that's what it is, but don't, you know, don't quote me on it because I haven't had a chance to, to really look into it. I'll try to look into it and have it in the show notes, at least a link to the Manitou shot or test. Um, so they did one of those on him and they did a COVID test. Now I know what a COVID test is because I've done myself a few times now. Anyway, so they come in to do a COVID test for Dad. Now, Dad was tested for COVID when he went into the hospital, and he was negative. And the thought was that he was tested before he was discharged, but I guess he wasn't. So the the transition care place, they, they test their patients like every other day or something. So they came in. Uh, nurse comes in. She does the little test thing. And she says, you know, you don't have to get the, the, the little swab all the way in there. You don't have to go too deep. I said, geez, I don't know. I thought I had to go deep enough so I could, you know, start to feel my brain getting pushed by that thing. And uh, anyway, so uh, she tests him out. A few minutes later, she comes back and says, well, he's positive. Oh, great. 
So Dan's got COVID. At least he's tested positive for COVID right then. And I believe he's, uh, he's uh, well, it, it wasn't a false positive because it does seem, you know, those tests are good at, at detecting the virus. They're, they're much more likely to get a, a true positive um, than, uh, 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 than a false one. And false negatives are a little, you know, uh, not more, maybe not more likely than a true negative, but more so than, than than a false positive. You know, it's more likely you'll get a false negative than you will get a false positive, I think is what I'm trying to say. So anyway, and it's been a few days, and yes, he's, he's got COVID. Well, Amy and I, all oh, we're going to go, and uh, uh, we were going to be going anyway. And Dad seemed comfortable, and it's okay. He didn't know he's, you know, slightly, his fever had come down a bit. But uh, the nurse said to us, well, you two really shouldn't worry too much about exposure to COVID. You've been wearing masks the whole time you've been here, so you're probably okay. I did test myself the next morning. I was negative. And I thought maybe, well, maybe I should hold off from visiting Dad until he's through this because my coworker in the office is going to be gone for five and a half weeks. And I'll be the one office person that has any experience being an office person there every day. I'll have somebody that will be coming in and help me, helping me a few days a week. But for the most part, it's just going to be me. Uh, although the other guy will be uh, the, the co-worker. He's going to be checking online. And so we should be okay. I, I, I will get through it. But uh, I'll, I'll probably be busy as I'll get out. But anyway, I thought if I'm sick, <laughs> you know, yeah, that that I can't. If I've got COVID, I shouldn't come into work. So, you know, that's, I, well, I can't be not at work. But my sister, um, I think it was on Wednesday, gave us a message saying that uh, Dad is now in uh, uh, COVID quarantine. Family can still visit, but to we had to follow the protocols, which is to to wear a gown, which and gloves. And, uh, and an N95 mask, all of which the transition care place provides. And that we, you know, keep those on at all times when we're in the room with him. They even provide a face shield if we want that. Uh, it's not as necessary, but uh, if they, they said, they strongly recommended you put the face shield on if they happen to come in to do a, 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 you know, a nebulizer thing with dad because that sort of aerosols this medicine that goes that he breathes in and it can, you know, that it, he's breathing heavier and, you know, be careful. And so the face mask might be a good idea or the face shield, I should say. So anyway, so I went, I thought, well, okay, with that kind of protocol, which he'll be under that quarantine, I guess, until the 20th of this month. Uh, he, but uh, according to the nurse, he has improved uh, since uh, first figuring out he had the COVID. So he's improved as far as that goes. Uh, anyway, so I went in last night, put on the gown, put on the gloves, put on an N95 mask. And boys and girls, if you've ever worn an N95 mask, you know that's <laughs> I found something out because I've never worn one before. Those suckers really do, you know, cling to your face they 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 are meant to hold on very tight you can still breathe okay you can still breathe i had no problem with that but my mouth area got fairly sweaty under there and the, and the gown they give us it's plastic it's not the paper gown so it doesn't really breathe so that's pretty sweaty and if you're wearing the gloves well again these are vinyl gloves they're gonna be it's oh it was warm i was warm but uh and i didn't use the face shield I stayed to the 
other side of the room from dad for the most part but i went over and sat with him when i first got there and let him know i'm there just kind of here dad just just you know just have you have somebody with you and he sort of gets it sort of i don't know he didn't i asked him if he knew who i was and he kind of looked at me like mm -hmm. and i said uh, you know i'm your son jim and he said oh oh okay i'll have to tell you later that i saw you when you were here <laughs> Or something like that. A little bit of dad's humor still is there. He's still got some of that stuff going on, but he's just, he's still not quite the man that he normally is. So, uh, my uncle Ray, uh, my dad's uh, brother, uh, came by, and it was nice to have another person there. Um, and we you know, just visited for a while, and just, you know, he sat with uh, with his brother um, for, the, for the time he was there, and that was nice kind of sad but you know i who knows where dad's going uh, who knows what's gonna you know hopefully you'll get past the covid part and they can start working with him a little more uh intensely in 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 his uh physical care and and the therapy that he's going to get to to try and strengthen him up and help him you know he, there's a speech therapist that's working with him um hopefully that'll start to improve things uh the last little bit that i'm going to give you before i go to my break, uh, he uh, received a cognitive test from the speech therapist. She she did a cognitive test with him. You know, you know the kind of test that uh, that uh, the orange asshole that should be going to prison soon, hopefully. Um, you know, he was so bragging about taking. You know, per, uh, person, man, woman, camera, TV. Person, man, woman, camera, TV. I mean, that's brilliant. You're just, you're the most cognitively aware person, cognitively aware person that there is. Oh, so phew, good on you. I don't know if it's the same test, but um, the, the max score you can get, meaning the most cognitive is 30. You can get a 30 on that. You're, you're considered fully cognitive, no, you know, no distractions, no, no diminishments, no, nothing at all. And 25 and up, is good it's fine you're gonna you're fine under 25 you start to be i guess they start to be a little concerned about your you know, what's going on you know are you on a medication that's making you a little bit less cognitively there than if you weren't on that or if you're on some other medication that can be it do you have a fever do you have you know, things that could be affecting your cognitive abilities so they start to be concerned about it well dad got tested and remember, the max is, is 30. 25 and up is okay. He was an 8. So he's he's there sometimes, but mostly he's, uh, he's just wherever he is. So uh, we're going to go to break. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's get this all set up. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'll have uh, something better. <laughs> more uplifting i mean he's 87 he's damn near 88 i can't be too yeah i i keeping my i'm keeping my expectations low i don't expect him to be you know mr vim and vigor uh when he gets through this uh but you know, i'm hopeful he gets through this and we'll just see where he's at when you know we'll just see will he be able to go home i don't know at this point i, I don't see it happening but who knows? Anyway, you're listening to Dimland Radio and the ZTalk Radio Network. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I'll be back after this break.
You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. Don't just take my word for it, but you are listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. <laughs> We're scaring up a good time on your favorite radio station. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. <laughs> Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. <clears throat> As I said, more positive stuff to talk about. I got a piece of fan mail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, other podcasts get loads of email. But, you know, I got, I got one. I, I, got a, I, got a, I got a I got a fan mail email. Um, it took me a while to notice that I had had it. Uh, I, I responded to them and I said, you know, uh, I'd like to say that uh, I, I have so many emails to get through that I just uh, that, that I just couldn't get to yours right away. That would explain the delay in my responding to the email. But no, it's just that I forget to check. See, I have a uh, I have a, uh, an email address that I use specifically for this show, and it's Doctor Dim at dimland.com. So it's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. You want to send me an email, ask me a question, just let me know that you're listening. That's awesome. You know, please do. If you want to send me a hate email, well, I guess you can do that too. Um, so I, I, it was the middle of March, or no, late March, like, uh, well, late middle March, March the 21st. I got, uh, apparently this email came in. And I was just checking it on Easter. I was over at my my brother-in-law's place, and uh, we were all just kind of a little a little quiet lull moment. And I thought, oh, I'm going to check my email, and I, and I'm looking at it. And I went, oh, you know, I haven't checked the Doctor Dim email for a while. So I go in there and I see one that's that's congratulating me on doing the show for 13 years, and and that uh, they were glad that they found me. They they it's they said something uh, to the effect of uh, it's nice to know to find uh, another old guy skeptic who fan. Hey, old guy skeptic who fans unite? <laughs> yeah, so he 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 was he was happy to find the show. He said he 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 found it about a year ago, and and I wow, that's a great. <laughs> that's I mean I was like I I, I looked at it, I was like, hey I said to the people around me I got I got I got fan mail, <laughs> and I read it to him and I said, that's great. So um, I wrote back and I said thank you so much and I hope it doesn't come across as being sarcastic. I, I, I try to be as sincere as possible because I'm telling you, I don't get many emails 
And when I do, it's I, I am always it's it's a thrill. It's just like, oh, hey, somebody knows me, and it's not somebody that I know. It's not an email from you because know, I I did like say, hey, send me if you're listening to the show. Uh, just let me know you're listening to the show by sending me an email and just uh, put in the subject line, Fun Socks. And some people did that, most of whom were people that I know. In fact, I should say all of them were people that I know in other, you know, just that uh, through, through, through skeptic groups or uh, as their personal friends or something like that. But uh, anyway, <clears throat> uh, I, 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 this, this, uh, so the fellow's name is Jeff. He's in Ohio. So I wanted to give a shout out to Jeff. Hi Jeff, thank you again for the for the, for the fan mail. And I I uh, wrote him back and I I said that uh, well I asked him I said how did you find the show? So apparently, and it starts off sounding okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, well you'll see. I'm not going to read the, the actual email. I don't have it in front of me, but uh, I'll give you the gist of it. He he writes that uh, um, he he some years ago. At a replacements concert. Oh man, he's a Who fan, and he's a, a fan of the replacements. I thought, all right, there's another. Yeah, he's an old guy. There you go. He's a, <laughs> he's a skeptic, a Who fan, and a replacements fan. My goodness. Now, now he said uh, uh, he has uh, tinnitus. Uh, that's a you know, nerve damage in your ears, uh, and that so he has this constant ringing in his ears, and he can pinpoint when the damage was done and that was uh he went to a, a replacements concert in 1989 i guess was a little too close to the speaker you know the one ear uh he said he said it it just it was it was uh, hurting for days and ringing and it's been ever since as he's been having that so what he does is he he will he'll use a fan when he goes to sleep have a little sound because if you've got a constant sound going on in your ears it's good to have some outside sound to help uh distract you to help drown drown it out and and so he's so you sleep with a fan because it's usually pretty quiet at night so you, you know, put a fan on to get a little noise uh and then he found that just putting in the earbuds and listening to you know spoken voice uh people talking on, on podcasts or news shows or whatever i'm not sure exactly what all he was listening to he would it would just this this would help quiet his mind you know, quiet the ears, and he'd be able to sleep. So at that point, I'm thinking, oh, he he uses podcasts to sleep. Okay. Well, you know, I often say, hey, if you just if you just download and delete, don't listen at all. Just download and delete. Fine. <laughs> so, okay, he's he's kind of listening, I I guess, and and getting it in his ears while he's sleeping. Huh. Okay, I mean that's I'm just halfway through what he had written to me, so okay, I, okay, so I continue to read on, and he said that one of the things that uh, that he will listen to to get him into that sleepy mood is paranormal stuff, paranormal shows, because uh, he, he's he has no interest in those. He said if 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 I listen to something I'm interested in, I won't go to sleep because I want to you know listen to the show or whatever it is he's listening to. So the paranormal stuff is the stuff that he hears and he has no interest in. It's like he's, he doesn't buy it because he's a skeptic. And, you know, and as I've often said, and will continue to say, it's influenced by other skeptics saying similar things, the answer is never magic. It's never magic. It's a, I know it, it's we people tend to want it to be, but if there's something going on and you don't have an explanation for it, 
the explanation isn't ever going to be magic. It's never been magic. I doubt it ever will be magic. Well, I don't know what could happen in the future, but you know that's the skeptical point of view. All the mysteries in life that have been solved since they were mysteries, and since we first tried to figure out, well, what is lightning? What is that? Well, that's Zeus throwing his energy bolts at us. But at some point, through the practice of science, the observation and experiment and all this stuff that goes into science, through that, human beings figured out what lightning was, and it turns out it wasn't magic. It just it turns out that you know nope nope it's not magic it's it's there's a there's a there's a natural explanation as to what's going on. Some people who aren't well versed in science might not understand the explanations for things that are going on, but that doesn't mean that they're not true. Just because you don't understand science, my mom often said to me, you know, a scientist can hold a rock up to me and tell me that that rock is, uh, you know, four million years old, and I'll just be like okay, <laughs> I don't know. I, Okay, and they can explain how they know it is, but my mom would be like, okay, I guess, you know what you're talking about. So, you know, it's, it's sometimes you need this, if you, if you don't have that, uh, that special training, whatever, it may be hard to understand, but it doesn't make science wrong. Just because you don't get it doesn't make it wrong. And again, the answer is never magic. So, okay, so he... So he would uh, apparently listen to this. There's a there's a paranormal radio app. I think it's and and so he he's downloaded that app, and that just has all these paranormal stations that are out there on the internet. And Z Talk Radio is one of them. And he said, I'd listen to Z Talk Radio, and then Dimland would come on. And he said, I'm interested in this. <laughs> I'm not going to go to sleep to this. And I went, Phew, good. <laughs> And he he said he just he decided that you know the 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 twelve because he's out in the eastern time zone, midnight is kind of late on a Saturday night for him to listen to the show. Apparently, he has something better to do like sleep. Please, anyway, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <clears throat> he 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 uh, he subscribed. I don't know if it's through you know Apple Podcasts or Podbean. You can you can sub subscribe to the show or look wherever you're you're getting your podcast. You should be able to find Dimland Radio on most of them. Uh, and so he he just he where he found me wherever he found me to be able to, to download the show each week that I do it. And he says he looks forward to it and he's interested and he promises not to listen to use Dimland Radio to go to sleep. So awesome. So again. A fan, a piece, a piece of fan mail that does nothing but elevate my 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 feelings. It just makes me go, ah, oh, look at that. That's cool because it's you know, and it's somebody just out there in the world. I mean, a couple of years ago or so, a fellow named Brian who's in Scotland sent me an email. I just went, wow. <laughs> so I hope he's still listening and uh, and everything. So. I don't have a huge audience. I often say that I'm the my show is the best kept secret on the internet. So those who have found me, you are in an exclusive group, very exclusive. So thank you, Jeff, and uh, I hope you keep listening. <clears throat> um, <laughs> oh, uh, Jeff was talking about having the uh, the ear troubles, the nerve damage, the, the tinnitus. Now I. Two, here's another thing I have in common with this guy. Okay, he's an old guy, he's a skeptic, he's a Who fan, he's a replacements fan, and he has uh, nerve damage in his ears. So do I. <laughs> I, on the other hand, I can't pinpoint a, an event 
that did the major damage. I can't do that. Um, I, what I can say is that it was years of prolonged uh, uh, exposure to, uh, to very loud music on my, listening through my headphones. I mean, years long. I mean, lots. I mean, I, you know, from from especially from my art school days up until I don't know when. I I would just you know I'd sit it with my stereo and I'd put the headphones on. I'd crank it. I I used to do you know when I lived at home. I had a basement room so I could jump around and everything and act silly, um, which I did. And I would do. And this is something I don't <coughs> talk about often, but <coughs> I would do a mean air guitar by myself listening to the music that I like. And I'd jump around and act like a fool, sometimes like Pete Townsend. <clears throat> I know, it's kind of embarrassing, but you know, I was young, and what, that's what I did. And it would be loud, and my ears would be ringing after listening to headphones. So, and I, I did this frequently, over years and years and years. And that's when, uh, and eventually, I think sometime in my 40s, I began to notice... That in my left ear, I started hearing this. Sound. It would do that. It would it'd be intermittent. And it's not, I wouldn't hear it all the time. Because there'd be sounds going on. I'd be watching TV or be listening to something on my headphones. Not as loudly as I used to. And I, and it, you know, so the, but I would go to bed and I'd notice that. Oh, that's weird. That's an unusual sound. And then eventually it just went all the time. It didn't go intermittent. It just go make that kind of sort of like that all the time. And and then and then after a while, my my right ear would do it as well, but it's a little quieter. And most of the time, I can ignore it. Most of the time, it's just it doesn't even. In fact, I pretty much all the time ignore it. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me. It hasn't gotten to that point where you know some people get it so bad that they have to go through some kind of therapy uh, to teach them how to ignore it. And then people do things like, like what Jeff does, and what I do: sleep with a fan on, so that the fan makes a little bit of noise and it covers that up. Now I was sleeping with a fan before my ears started doing the thing, but. Now it's, you know, I have a legitimate reason for doing it other than I just enjoy having a fan on while I'm sleeping. And it, so hopefully I don't, my ears don't ever get so bad that that, that happens. I've been able to, like, uh, as I've said, I've been able to ignore it pretty much all the time. Most of the time, I'm, I'm not even aware that it's going on, but it is. And, but sometimes it's, it's like, especially when in bed, there are some times where it's, seems like it's louder than at other times uh, I can't say that it's tinnitus it might be uh, I know it's, I, I had a hearing test some years ago and they did say they confirmed that there was yes you got some nerve damage in there and your hearing is uh, not much worse than people your age you know yeah my age uh, but anyway I have another hearing test scheduled in early May we'll see uh, how that's uh, how I'll shake out, and I'll I'll ask him straight up now: Is this tinnitus, or is it just you know uh, some basic nerve damage, or is there a difference? I don't know. So I'll uh, I'll let you know about that when I get to it. What the hell time is it? How far have I gone? 
Gee whiz, looks like I've got to go to another break. Uh, you've been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio ne- Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. Uh, I'm going to break. Oh, and in honor of Jeff being a Who fan, I'm playing uh, Who bumpers or Pete Townsend solo bumpers, which is what this next song is going to be. Enjoy. I'll be back after this break. To Z Talk Radio, the number one choice for music, sports, news, and talk radio. So keep that dial locked to ztalkradio.com. Happy Jack wasn't old, but he was a man. Hi, this is Pete Townsend of The Who. I just want to say that the United States Air Force is a great place to be, a great place to learn a space-age skill and serve your country too. The aerospace team, that's where all the breakthroughs are. See your United States Air Force recruiter. Find out how you too can fly the skies, reach for the moon, and touch the stars in the United States Air Force. Don't just take my word for it, but you are listening to Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. If this station's not your cup of tea, then drink coffee! 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 Drink coffee! 100% news. 100% information. 100% guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. Might say that. Ouch. You're listening to Z-Talk oh, Radio me. Network. It was a metaphor. It didn't really mean coffee. It's a metaphor. This could be suffering. Oh. This could be Back to Dimland Radio here in the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. Uh, the Who bumpers and the P. Townsend bumpers, they're all from the 80s. Just in case, you know, you're new to the show and you don't understand that uh, the bumpers for my show, the vast majority of them, only on rare occasions do I play something that's not from the 1980s. Usually that's around Christmas and I have some bumpers that are Christmas-type bumpers. And actually, I think that's the only time. And uh, and those will be from whatever decades those come from. But uh, I do, you know, otherwise all my bumpers are from the 80s because I'm stuck in the 80s when it comes to music. Yes, I like some of the newer stuff, but I'm telling you, the new, more newer it gets, the less I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> anyway, because I'm old, and I just uh, don't have that time or that that inclination to to uh uh find out to immerse myself in what's going on today in music as i was when i was in my 20s and my 30s i was much more in teens i suppose and much more into being immersed in music and and seeking stuff out that's interesting to me and uh, that's better than the, than the shit that's getting played on the radio <clears throat> Oh boy, was I a snob! It's that oh man, I got to art school, and it's like if it's on the radio, it can't be good. Uh, 
But no, it, uh, I, I I softened on that a little bit because we, you know, uh, this friend of mine and I, uh, this is my friend John, we we liked the what would be considered the alternative music uh, today. It wasn't what that was called back then, but that's what would, you know, yeah, that's what we were into, and and you know, so radio was a little, eh. but we would admit that's a pretty good pop song. We like that, and, and so we just, you know, we'd 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 say to ourselves, you know, that's okay. You know, young MCs. Uh, What's that song of his? I don't know. <laughs> he had a song that was that I liked. Anyway, any anyway, and it whatever. So <clears throat> I'm getting sidetracked. That wasn't what I was going to talk about. What I was going to talk about in this segment, and I have to warn the sports ballers out there, uh, it's going to be baseball. Yes, right. It's baseball season. I haven't been too you know too heavy on it yet, but uh, there is something. That uh, uh, that is of interest. That's going on right now. The season has uh, pretty much just started. Uh, we're like, you know, the teams are fourteen or fifteen games in, uh, or so, in the season, and it's a hundred and sixty-two games in a regular season. So, you know, and the Twins started off winning their first four games. And at some point in that little win streak, there, I said, I think maybe after the first win, I said, that's it. The Twins are going 162 and nothing. They're going to win every game. First time in Major League history any team has gone undefeated. And then I saw, oh, wait a minute, they're playing the hated Yankees seven times. Okay, they're going 156 and six. I didn't say 155 and seven that they were going to lose all seven games to the Yankees. The Twins managed to win one, maybe two regular season games against the Yankees. And they play the Yankees every year. They'll play them uh, uh, two series, one in New York, one in Minnesota, and they'll win maybe one, and on a good year, maybe two of the games. Usually it's just one. Last year they won two. uh, uh, And I think they played the hated Yankees seven times last year. The hated Yankees have owned the Minnesota Twins in the in the uh, second millennium. <laughs> oh well, from the year two thousand, which was the last year of the first millennium. Don't 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 even. The year two thousand was the last year of the twenty twentieth century. Okay, you had to get to the end of that year before you were out of the 20th century. January 1st, 20, uh, 2001, was the start of the second millennium. or the th- Actually, it's the start of the third millennium. Uh, let's get this right. So the, the, the 2000, that would be the end of the se- second uh, millennium. And so now we're, at the be- we're into the third millennium. It's all math and counting. So don't get me started. All right? When it, when it went from 1999 to 2000, it wasn't a new century it wasn't a new millennium. It was the last year of the se- of the current century, and the last year of the current millennium. At that point, all right. You had to get through the year two thousand. Told you not to get me started. <clears throat> anyway, since the year two thousand, a friend of mine just sent it's a coworker just sent me this about the Twins, the record against the Yankees, and I believe it includes the postseason which the Twins didn't fare much better in the postseason than they did in the regular season against the hated Yankees. Their record, if I'm going off the top of my head now, I just saw it this morning, 
He sent me a little, uh, it was a graphic that showed it. Their record is 49 and 105. That means they've won, they've beated the, beated, beated, they've beated the hated Yankees 49 times and have been beaten or, or beated by the hated Yankees 105 times. I think I got those numbers right. Ugh. Owned. Owned. Now, why do I bring this up at this particular juncture? Well, uh, the way they scheduled out the season this year, they've got the the, the Twins getting out, getting all their games against the Yankees out in April, just out of the way. Four games in New York, to, to, uh, the first series, and then later in the month, it'll be three games in Minneapolis. To, to complete out the season series against the Hayden Yankees. Normally, they do, like, the first series will be in April at some point, or maybe in May, and then the second one will be in July or in August. They have it toward, you know, have the, toward the beginning of the season and toward the end of the season. They do it that way. But this year, it's all taking place in April. And it starts with a four-game series in New York. And we are, as I sit here recording this on Saturday morning, uh, Saturday, uh, uh, April 15th. Astrologers, put your charts away. As I sit here, they are in the middle of the four-game series. Two games have been played. And my beloved twins have beaten the hated Yankees. Both games. The first game, they shellacked them. In the first inning... They, 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 the Twins scored nine runs. It was it was astounding. That pitcher just didn't have it that day. He was booted out of that first inning, and I don't think that all the runs were quite given up yet. The next guy that came in gave up one or two runs. Then I think I, I didn't watch the game. Sorry, I don't I, I don't have I'm not I don't usually have access to watch the Twins games because of I don't know whatever I just don't money <laughs> I can't afford all this stuff. So anyway, they they ended up winning that game. What was it? I think it was eleven to to either. Uh, I wrote it down. Uh, eleven to two, they won that game. Then the next day they played another game. They played game two of the four game series, and the Twins came from behind. That's not what you do with the Yankees. That's not what the Twins do with the hated Yankees. They don't come from behind with the hated Yankees. The Yankees come from behind and beat the Twins. That's how it works. That's how the the way of the world has been since the year 2000. And these guys, this, this Twins team, this year's, bucked that trend. They were down, I think, 3-1, to one, and they came back and won 4-3. Holy balls. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they'll lose the rest of the games to the Yankees. They'll lose the other two in the in the, in the series in New York, and then when they come back here to Minneapolis and play the other three games, they'll lose those, and it'll be the, well, they got two games from them this season. But maybe it's going to be better. We'll see. We'll find out. That's one thing. If you've listened to my show long enough, you've had you've heard me talk about this. When the Twins were, you know, they 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 lost. I think they I think they just lost to the Yankees in the postseason again. Uh, and old, you know, the, the the radio guys, the sports radio guys were talk were talking to. Uh, twins manager Tom Kelly, who was you know, the, the Twins' most successful manager, brought the managed the Twins to two World Series 
of which the Twins won. You know, 87 and 91. And I got to be around to enjoy both of them. Didn't go to see the games, because, you know, I, guess I didn't have any more money then as I, than I do now. But, you know, I, I, it just, it was it, wonderful. It was wonderful to finally have a team win a championship. We know the Vikings are never, ever going to win a Super Bowl. And don't, you know, the Timberwolves, please. They're never getting to the NBA Finals, let alone, you know, please, forget it. And hockey, how the... How the hell does the state of hockey not have a cup? How does Los Angeles, who doesn't... Their lakes don't... Their lakes. Anyway, their lake, that's man-made, doesn't freeze. They might have more than one. It doesn't freeze in the winter. How in the hell are they allowed to have a cup? That's the thing. You know, it's, I, I, I've softened that view. The, the, what I, my hardline view was no team should ever, be, that does not, the city that they're in, that does not experience regularly a winter season should be allowed to win the Stanley Cup. I've softened that hardline to being none of them should win a cup before <laughs> the Minnesota Wild finally win a cup. And I don't know if that's... They're in the playoffs. They've had a good season, the Minnesota Wild. We'll see what they do in the postseason, but... Anyway. So I was talking about the Twins. What Tom Kelly had said. He was asked by them, how can the Twins start beating the Yankees in the postseason? What do they need to do? And Tom Kelly said, they need to start beating them in the regular season. They need to be winning against the Vikings in the regular season. Is this the year that they finally listen? Hey, you know, TK said that, what, how many years ago? <laughs> Ten years ago? He said that? I don't know when it was. But it was a while ago. Maybe we should try and do that. So We know the Twins want to beat the hated Yankees. Everybody wants to beat them. And it seems like the hated Yankees are going to be a juggernaut this year. They were pretty much were last year, but you know, they stalled out. But they, they, but the, you know, the twins. I, who knows, who knows. So, this is interesting. Game three is today. At some point, it'll be interesting to see. I'll let you know next week how they did. Because I know you sports ballers are just chomping or champing at the bit to know how the sports is going. Let me take a look at my. Uh, let me do. Uh, okay, what am I going to talk about? Well, I got a couple other things here, but um, I haven't. Uh, uh, I haven't quite gotten to them yet, so uh, I'm not going to get to all of them. I'm going to get to this one thing, though. I'm just vamping until I can get my, uh, uh, you know, the little sounder to play. Here he goes. And now it's time for a Dimland Radio pedantic moment. Yeah, this ought to be good. Well, I hope it's good. This pedantic moment is going to be uh, an annoying ads roundup. Annoying ads roundup. I don't have a sounder for it, so I just made that up just then. I I I know. Uh, before I start mentioning this or going into this little thing, I've had friends say to me, "You watch ads on TV? You watch ads? <laughs> or you listen to them on the radio? I just switch." No, I yes, I I do. And it's sometimes because I'm a captive audience. I stream sporting events. Uh, I've got ESPN Plus, and so there there'll be ball games or there'll be uh, hockey games, and they go to commercial break. It's not easy to just click to another channel. And the way our TV thing is set up, it's not easy just to mute. 
you know, you got like two remotes and all this. It's a thing. So I end up watching commercials. And the first one I'm going to talk about is for the is for New Amsterdam Vodka. I watched that ad, I don't know how many times, before I think I figured out what they're trying to do in the ad with these young fellas. They're all like late 20s, early 30s, in that range. These young guys are uber uh, competitive. Oh, these guys are just ultra competitive. Compete, 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 compete. I think that's the thing. It's like it's supposed to appeal to the competitor in us. And I can't stand really competitive people. They bother me. Now, they, I, I like that they're in sports. If you're a really competitive person, you should be in sports, or you know, or people in sports should be super competitive. They should want to win. They want to compete, compete. That I appreciate. I'm fine with that. But on a daily basis kind of thing, you know. Okay, so these guys, they're they're in the liquor store and they're going to buy a bottle of New Amsterdam vodka, and they're arguing over who's going to pay. When one of the characters says, "Well, let's sell it the way we do." And the way they normally settle these disputes is they do rock, paper, scissors. You know, rock beats scissors, scissors beats paper, paper beats rock. You know what I'm saying? So they, they're going to do... And, and just before they throw the, you know, rock, paper, scissors thing, one of the group, surreptitiously, to, you know, for his buddy, mouths to him, to, to, that the, the, the other guy they're, they're fighting over who's going to pay, he says, he always throws rock. So he gives them the scouting report, helps them cheat. <laughs> well, a scouting report isn't necessarily cheating. But in this case, I'm going to call this cheating. He helps his friend cheat. So he throws paper, he beats the rocks so the guys to pay, and then he does this, Aha! And I go, ah, come on. <laughs> I mean, I understand, and it's not terrible, but ugh. And then the whole the rest of the ad is just competing over everything, everything. It's just competing about stuff. And I think, is that... And then watching competitions on TV and acting all crazy about it. And, I don't know. In one scene, they're playing hockey. And it's like just like not on a real rink or anything. It's like an outdoor playground rink. So it has just a, a, a not very fancy goal. And they one guy skates up and he scores. And they all go, ah! And I said, well, yeah, that's great. But there's no goalie. So it's not like it's that difficult to score for you. Anyway, it's, it's not easy either. But... It, and, and there's something in the tagline about uh, the best players or team players or something. I, I don't know. And it took me forever to figure the thing out. But it really bothers me. And it bothers me on a visual level. It's, you know, it's, it's I don't know me being pedantic necessarily on this ad, but it, 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 at first, it's not clear about what its message is. It needs to be more clear. But visually, I feel claustrophobic watching that ad. It's like you're—they've got people in the in the extreme close-up, so they're out of focus, and you're looking at the person beyond them. There's a guy that's doing a facepalm, and these guys have to compete over who's going to pay for the bottle. And like they—they they do this all the time. So this guy's annoyed by it, and I'm annoyed by them. And yeah, and 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 they've got—you've got to look through other people to see him, and they're—they're they're close to the camera, and that's how—and the camera keeps getting close to these guys, and I don't want to be close to these guys, even in the wider shot where they're scoring that goal playing hockey, even in that, the camera pushes in on these guys, like it's pushing me to be part of that group, and I don't want to be part of the group. I don't know. It's just there's something about that ad. It's not clear what they're trying to 
who they're trying to appeal to necessarily, and it's claustrophobic for me. You know, it's just it's just like stop pushing me in with these guys. I know, not too pedantic, but this next one has a little pedantry to it. Okay, Lexus car maker. You know, uh, you know, it, it, it's 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 got an ad now. Uh, fancy looking uh, uh, visuals and it shows a woman playing drums and other people doing energetic type stuff and it's all about their electric vehicles. We got electric vehicles here, right? And their electric vehicles are different because you know they were designed and 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 built with you in mind. You know, you you the viewer, and they're powered by you. What the hell does that mean? Powered by me? What do you mean I have to pedal this thing? What do you mean powered by me? It's powered by electricity, which the electricity is generated by, could be coal, could be natural gas, could be oil, could be wind and solar, it could be nuclear, could be a combination of all of that, but I'm not making the power. How am I powering this? It's just, it's one of those ad things where they you know, try to try to boost you. You're the type of person who would want to drive this kind of thing because you're powerful and energetic or something, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm not buying a Lexus because I can never afford one. But here's the one where I'm most pedantic about. There's, all, there's a few of these uh, in this ad campaign for Navy Federal Credit Union. Now, you have to have been part of the, or currently part of uh, uh, one of the branches of the military in in the United States to be a member of these of this credit union. So not necessarily the Navy, but Air Force, Marines, uh, Army, I think Coast Guard, you know, National Guard. If you're in that, if any of those services, or if you've been in those services, or if you're an immediate family member of somebody who has served, you can become part of this credit union. Okay, that's the deal. So that's a good deal. That's fine. That works for me. That's great. You know. So. I mean, I don't know if I could be part of that credit union because my dad served in it. So I don't. I might not be able to. But, but, but I'm part of a credit union on other things. So don't worry about me, Argentina. So, <clears throat> so the ad campaign is that uh, uh, that these you know they're, they're always wearing something like uh, whoever's in it has something that shows that they're part of the military. I, I think. Uh, but anyway, it doesn't really matter. Um, they're in a situation where something's great's happened and and it's great because they could afford to make it happen like fella's got a uh, a brand new vehicle and he says oh man thanks to federal credit navy federal credit union i was i got a sweet deal on the loan and the interest and all that so i could afford to buy to own this this awesome truck and then there's another ad where it's like I, i'm assuming a mom and dad out in the backyard and they got this great big tree with a very fancy tree house that had been built in there professionally built in there and they're talking about oh thanks to the navy federal credit union we could we got this thing built practically for free you know which isn't true because you got to pay back that loan but anyway <clears throat> yeah the, the both of these situations one of the people says oh, and, oh there's another one where a guy's playing hockey he's a goalie and he's got this great equipment new equipment and his 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 fellow teammate comes over and says, oh new equipment but the new the fellow teammate is wearing the same stuff not the goalie type stuff so i guess maybe it's the goalie helmet is a new helmet for him but he's wearing the same sweater and and the other stuff that his co-players wearing so anyway his teammate that's the word i was looking for his teammates wearing but anyway it, it, it they 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 say yep yep oh, thanks to navy federal credit union i could afford it and 
every one of these ads has one of the people saying, I can't imagine where I'd be without them. I can't imagine where I'd be without them. They say that. And then they immediately imagine where they'd be without them. I said, you just said you couldn't do that. I can't imagine where I'd be without them. And then they imagine what they would be. You know, like the one guy with the hockey, uh, you know, the goalie uniform, he suddenly doesn't have a goalie uniform. So it's not just the helmet that he's afforded, uh, but, it, okay, it's the whole uniform, right? <clears throat> and so, and he doesn't have skates, he doesn't have pads, he doesn't have the shorts, he doesn't have the, the, the socks and the, the leg stockings that they wear, and he doesn't have the sweater, and he doesn't have the helmet. So he's being shot, pucks are being shot at him, and he's, you know, he's going to, and one's coming right at his head, and then he comes to, and, oh, well, <laughs> you know, you could imagine it. And then the, the people up the tree. You know, if they got the kids playing in the in the, in the tree up in the in the in the treehouse there, and and then you know, the mom says, "I can't imagine where I'd be without them." And then she imagines that where they would be without them. The kids would be hanging onto the branches. It would be it would be dark for some reason, and there'd be a maniacal squirrel going after these terrified kids. Uh, really? And then that ad goes back to you know back to reality where where Navy Federal Credit Union had come to the rescue, and and the kids are up there playing in there and they're not you can't you see the kids and they're not making the sounds but you hear this laughter <laughs> and what it does in the ad it starts to build and build and build toward the when the ad finally ends it sounds like these kids are going nuts they're starting to go maniacal laughter <laughs> and then the ad ends. <laughs> So, and then the guy in the truck, he's in a car wash with his buddy. When he says, you know, sweet ride and all this kind of stuff, he says, yeah, the, the Navy Federal Credit Union, uh, you know, I can't imagine where he'd be without them. And he immediately imagines he and his buddy in the car wash walking through. Why would you do that? It's just like, if you didn't have your vehicle, you if you don't have a car and... You did, so that means you have no need to have your car washed. Why would you walk through a car wash? You just, you don't, you don't, it doesn't make any sense. And then it's got some guy yelling, you can't be in there. And then it just snaps back to reality. Ooh, well, hey, we're in the, we got this truck. It doesn't make a damn bit of sense to me. Don't tell me you can't imagine something and then you imagine it. Good night, Adolfo. Good night, Frau Blucher. Ugh. Got a little frothy there, didn't I? Uh, end of another show. You've been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio ne uh, uh, Network. Uh, um, I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. Thanking you, Jeff, for listening to the show. Please keep listening. And hey, send me an email, folks, if you want. Dim at dimland.com. Send me an email. Uh, and remember to sleep with the lights off. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission.
This has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. What? 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 Well, I'm going to hell. <laughs>